This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. What's up, Goreheads, and welcome to another episode of the Extreme Horror Replay Podcast. I am Ben, and I am here with my lovely wife, Nancy. She is sitting right to my left. Say Mm -hmm. hello. I'm here. Hello. She's here. Today, we have another wonderful episode for you. Um, This one is going to be maybe horror-adjacent. Nancy will explain her reasoning for this pick uh, once we get into it, but first... Before we get into that, of course, we are going to do the Would You Rather. So, here it is. Okay. Would you rather be kidnapped and turned into a sex slave or be, <laughs> be put in prison and be a sex slave? <laughs> but, but yeah, the conditions are that in prison, you know that you're going to, you're, you're to serve 18 months. Okay. So, you know, your you know, your time frame mm-hmm. in prison. However, you don't know your time frame if you're being kidnapped, but there's probably a good chance that they'll go a little lighter on you being kidnapped. Like, you don't know that. Have you seen the fuckers that kidnap people? <laughs> they don't care. Jeffrey Dahmer kidnapped people. Okay, that's true. Not really kids, but... Some of them were underage. Yeah, some of them were. Okay, but what's your answer for this one? Um, I don't know what I would pick, honestly. I don't know. There's a lot of, uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, for a woman, it would probably be a lot easier. If if I was going to be molested or uh, like. There's only one in-hole on a guy. Sexually. <laughs> <laughs> um, sexually. Assaulted. Assaulted. I would much rather have it be from a woman. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. A woman would have it much easier in prison. Yes. Than yes, a guy. Yes. And she could become a bitch. I don't know. I mean, unless you're into that. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows what happens when you're in prison? I've never been. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you got to get through the days, right? Sure. Yes. Okay. But still. Prison. Prison for me. So you're picking the prison. 18 months. I know exactly when I'm getting out. And I know what kind of type I like. Whatever. <laughs> but I don't think you have it. I don't think you get to pick your type in prison. I mean, well, in either scenario, you wouldn't necessarily get to pick who you're or who is going to make you the sex slave. I feel like the person that I am, I mean, I'm not going to be able to wear my wig, right? Yeah. And I feel like I know what type is going to be like putting me under (laughs) their wing. (laughs) Okay. I think simply because you're not wearing your, you wouldn't be wearing your hair that could they do that? Could they make me not allowed to wear my hair? I don't. I don't think they would allow you to. That would be. Uh, people would be a lot like, like Ugh, Uncle Fester. <laughs> so, so maybe that. Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe some women would be turned on by a bald woman. I I have no idea. <laughs> Depends on I guess how long their 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 term is. They've been in there yeah. for. Okay. Yeah. I. Oh gosh. Okay. In in prison... You can't say that you'd rather be sexually molested by a woman. That doesn't count. You're not in a woman's prison. (laughs) No, but there's a potential that if I was kidnapped, I could be. (laughs) Okay. 
but what probably like 1.2 percent <laughs> that's an awfully specific number (laughs) 1.2 (laughs) percent you ain't gonna be uh kidnapped you're a 45 year old man you're not gonna be kidnapped that's that's yeah that's like the white cap milk (laughs) 1.2 percent um (laughs) i i i gotta think i would probably rather be kidnapped and turned into a sex slave but you don't know how hope. long, though. I, but there's a there's a much higher chance you can escape from being kidnapped than escape from prison. That's a big if. I, I'm still going with the kidnapping. I know. Yeah. I'm still going with the kidnapping. Because somehow... Dead giveaway. Dead some, giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> that dude eats ribs with us every day. I eat ribs with these dudes. I, I didn't I, have a clue. I got to think that, that it would be slightly less damaging or slightly less. How? Because, I mean, you got hardened criminals in prison. Yeah. Well. And they're only after one thing. Now, I know a kidnapper would be sick. Yes. But I don't think. Uh, yeah, I'm going kidnapping. Give me the kidnapping. All right. I don't know what my logic is necessarily, but I so, somehow it okay. feels like the kidnappers would be a little less. Uh, Er. <laughs> less er? Like er, you know, like ugh, like like uh, a little less Arnold Schwarzenegger looking. Oh, oh looking. I yeah. thought you meant when you yeah. said er, I meant like, or I thought you meant like uh, I, I aggressive. Think, yeah, a little less aggressive. You know, you think if you were kidnapped, then your cat, your kidnapper would be less aggressive yeah. than if you were in prison. And there's also the chance that if you're kidnapped, you're being turned into a sex slave for somebody else besides the kidnapper. Like if if they had... How is that not true in prison? A partner. What do you mean, how is that not true in in prison? Maybe you're passed along. Yeah, I don't want to be passed along. I would rather be passed along to, like, hopefully a a woman if I was kidnapped than being passed along. I don't know that as a female that I could be like... I mean, I know there's there's (laughs) things that you could do to a female, but... It has to be, like, reciprocal, right? Okay. If you go into prison, you are going into a woman's prison. Yeah. A, I don't think they're going to allow, like, uh, make-believe toys. No, no. Make-believe toys. No. They're not going to allow, like, vibrators or dolls or anything like that. Yeah. So. That's what, is that what you meant by make-believe toys? A strap-on. If a woman oh. goes into prison, there's really only one or two things that they can do. We all know what those things are. Well, I wasn't going to get into the details. Why? But... I know. I am. So, but if 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 a guy goes into prison, oh, I'm not. No, I'm not. A woman would be in a much better place. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is what your would you rather? But if you're going, if you're being kidnapped. There's a higher chance that there's an opposite sex in the scenario. Is there really? Though? I'd have no idea. I, but in I, my head, I, <laughs> that's what I'm going with. I, is that I was kidnapped to be a sex slave to somebody else of, 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 of the opposite sex. I have no fucking clue. We just came up with this one off the top of my head. I had no idea. No time to think you whatsoever. You know what they do? You know what they make? White guys in prison, wet nurses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do not want to be a wet nurse. So, okay. All right. 
how we came up with this, I have no idea. You uh, did. Well, yeah. Well, because the movie we're covering okay. yeah, somehow well, yeah. brought us, uh, us to this, even though it has nothing to do with the movie. Yeah, but, yeah. okay. Kind of, I'm kind of <laughs> curious why you would have brought this up, but okay, whatever. Well, it started off with being locked up in a mental institution, and then it, because that wasn't risque wait, enough, wait. We, we, we came up, what? Kirk, there you go. You you got that one. <laughs> Because he'll hear it, nobody else will. But okay, so the I movie... should say I should say that <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a gross-looking bald woman. <laughs> I find your shaved head sexy. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And I get to shave her head. That's right. Which is also it's very intimate. Um. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna get away from all this. This perverted sex talk uh the movie that we decided to cover this week we did put it up for a vote on instagram quite a few people voted no a couple people voted yes people that voted no absolutely suck just saying that (laughs) the movie that we picked was one of nancy (laughs) was one of nancy's picks uh because she won the game show maybe they thought that you thought that it was a horror movie. I did, I did. not. I did not specify <laughs> one way or the other. I just said, "Is right, this right, a horror right. movie? Yes right. or no?" So the movie that we picked was "One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest." Now, Hunt, please explain to the listeners why you perceive this movie as a horror movie. I would be glad to. So everybody has their own horrors. Everybody has their own terrors. Everybody has their own fears. Correct. So. And we had the same discussion with Deliverance. Uh, yes. What is it in your mind that constitutes horror? Okay, so in Deliverance, yes. What happened would constitute horror for a lot of... For a lot of people. A lot of people. Right. Um. So when it came with it came to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, um, that, that could be a horror to somebody. I mean, being... An, Especially after you find out, you know, what happens with, like, how he can't get out and all that stuff. So, Jack Nicholson goes into the psychiatric ward. And he is, well, I guess he's sentenced there for, what did they say? Well, he was he was sent to jail for statutory rape. Right. And then he started playing that he was... Like he was crazy. Like he was a little nuts. Yeah. But... On the same hand, they also thought that he was faking it. So they sent him there to be evaluated, basically. Right. And how long was it that he thought that they could keep him? Was Uh, it 18 months? I don't even think it was that long originally. I thought it was only a couple weeks originally. And then they moved it to 18 months and then, yeah, so. So I guess, in my opinion, a movie like this, and then you have to, and that's another thing that I'll mention, but uh, if you're idea of horror is being forced into being an inpatient in a psychiatric ward. Mm-hmm. This is a horror movie. Right. And they even have a um, a limited series on one of the streaming channels called Ratchet. Uh, I think it was Hulu. And yeah. With that Sarah, was it Sarah Paulson? Paulson? Yeah. 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 And so that, it, it, and they, they bill it as like a, Probably drama thriller. Yeah, drama thriller. They wouldn't do that if this movie was not horrific in some way. And you brought it up like you brought you bought one through one flew over the cuckoo's nest up like uh some people being locked up in an institution would be the horror aspect. Yeah. You also brought it up 
like a movie like Arachnophobia. To right. some people, spiders aren't scary. Right. But if you're to watching Arachnophobia, yeah, it's a horror movie. Yeah. To other people, uh, spiders would be scary. Mm-hmm. Or let's um, say, um, well, Descent is considered, is it considered horror? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but let's say that they didn't go into in-depth, you know, whatever, but it was just more about the whole cave, like spelunking thing that could right. be your horror and not any, not every movie. So I, I feel like a horror movie is a movie that focuses on the fears that you have. Right. I mean, some people fear, like you said, spiders. Yeah. So arachnophobia would be a horror movie. Some people fear the idea of being in a uh, mental institution and a psychiatric unit would be a horror. This is one of those movies kind of like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You could totally, I mean, that movie was freaky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Oompa Loompas were freaky. To some people, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory might be a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Well, Now, it's, it's, it's not going to be one of those movies that like is widespread. As a horror movie or considered? Well, on the same note, and I'm glad that you brought that up, because a lot of people think that... um, While you're thinking about it, I'm also just going to say that Charlie Bucket and uh, Jamie Lee Lewis... Jamie Lee Lewis from Halloween, the original Halloween, have never been seen in the room together. (laughs) All right. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. The Wizard of Oz. Right. Some people are freaked out at that movie. Those munchkins. I said, well, you've you've got you've got the munchkins, and you've got like you can play what the the what are those monkeys? The monkey guys, right? Not yeah. scary, but if you play it backwards, I said that there's like you know some kind of satanic or whatever. Oh no! If you 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 start uh you start the movie when the lion roars. Or you start playing the dark side of the moon from Pink Floyd when yeah, the lion yeah, rolls. Yes, yes, yes. Supposedly it matches up and yeah. All right. So I feel like The Wizard of Oz in this day and age, if you were to watch it as an adult, mm-hmm. it would be pretty freaky. Have our kids even seen that movie? I don't think so. That's one of those movies. Yeah. We got to show it to them. See what they think. <laughs> but that's what I'm, what I'm saying. To some people, it's a horror movie. Right. And to some people, it's a family... Childish. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so my whole stance is that horror, what you conceive, what you consider horror is relative. Like you said, it's, it's subjective. It's subjective, yes, right. Yes, yes. So in this movie, this movie, I find it horror. And we'll go into why, you know, as we go, you know, through our, you know. Yeah. But... Nancy's afraid of being uh, submitted. No, not submitted. Admitted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. That that wasn't where I was going to go. But you can. Uh, my my whole point is that <laughs> that a movie can be horror subjectively. It just it just doesn't have to be like what it's cate- categorized like on Netflix or whatever. Right. Um. To this point, well, like beaches. That's a horror movie to me. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> All right, you got that. You, you're right. Sex in the City. Yeah. Right. Is it, I never remember. Is it Sex and the City or Sex in the I, City? I don't know. You know, I never yeah. watched it. I would never even, if you saw me watching it, you would like think less of me. And what's uh, that other one with Bette Midler? 
and and uh, the carp face, horse uh, face. Huh? The 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 horror movie, Hocus Pocus. Oh, Hocus Pocus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a horror movie to you. That's a horror uh, movie that, to me, not because it's horror, but because right. right. So <laughs> well. and and that proves my point. <laughs> right. You know, just like child's play, some people are afraid of dolls coming to life. Correct. Yeah. Um. So that would be considered. I and it is considered a horror, but it's one of those like fears that aren't so, that uncommon. So basically, what you're saying is that some horror even though it's not horror, is still subjective because of the situations that right. are in the movie. Right. Or because of the overall plot. Right, right, right. Okay. It's, it's like if you were to watch a movie and the person became deaf or the person became blind. If that's that's your fear, that you're going to lose your sight someday, that's going right. to be a horror movie to you. It's not necessarily going to be considered a horror movie to the genre, but it's a horror movie to you. I have a question that's apropos of absolutely nothing. When you dream, (laughs) this is so far off of nothing. When you dream and you're running in the dream and you're trying to get away from something, whether it be zombies or... Are you asking me or asking them? I'm asking you. Okay. And them. When When you're trying to run away from whatever it is in the dream, like I said, zombies, killers, ex boyfriends, whatever... And you're trying to run away faster and faster and faster. How do you run in the dream? Well, you've run in slow motion, obviously. Are you running slow motion in yeah. your dreams? Yeah. You don't like run. You don't get on all fours and like try and pull yourself forward. No, with... I I run in slow motion. Really? Yeah. Okay. You run on all fours? I have no fucking clue why. Hmm. That's yeah. interesting. Like I'm trying to pull myself forward faster. Okay, so my question is this. If you have a dream where <laughs> your car is driving over a ridge. Okay, yeah. Do you fly or do you crash? That's a good question because I don't know that I've ever had a dream where... You're talking like a cliff? Yeah. Like your car yeah, jumps yeah, yeah. off a cliff? Yeah. I, I don't know that I've ever had a dream like that, honestly. I've I, had, can't, I can't think of any scenario that I would... I've had dreams, I think... Um, well, I ha- I've had... A lot of dreams, and it's not like this, but a lot of dreams that I could, like, fly over what was going on. I've had flying dreams. Yeah, yeah. But um, in a dream, like, we were just describing, yeah. I'd go over the, the cliff, and think that's the end of the dream. Hmm. And I'd probably shudder, you know, when I was asleep. Oh, like, wake your, like R- shake right, yourself right, awake? Right. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to put this question to all our listeners. Um Seriously, if you're if you're listening to this, I would like to know, we would like to know, if you were running in a dream, do you run in slow motion? Do you run in normal speed? Do you run on like all fours and kind of try and pull yourself forward with your hands? And if you are, can you, have you ever flown in your dream? Or if you have had a dream where you're like launching your car over a cliff, do you float or do you just plummet to your death? So... I, I have no idea why that popped into my head, but I would really like to know. I would like to know. Yeah, I would like to know, too, because I've I'm, had, like, dreams I'm... of all these scenarios. <laughs> yeah, like, because I, I seriously have no idea. I, did, I have no idea why this popped into my head. Um, but, like, there's also times when, like, I'm laying on my belly on, like, a skateboard, and I'm, like, <laughs> like <laughs> pushing myself. <laughs> 
<laughs> like pushing, pushing myself, yourself forward. Yeah, pushing myself forward with my hands on the and like I I, I don't know why. Hmm. Like if I'm yeah, if I'm running, especially if I'm scared, I'm like on all fours. That's interesting. That's very interesting. I I I seriously I have no idea why. Hmm. I, I don't know why. And I don't know why it just popped into my head. <laughs> I had to ask, but I guess that's one of those subjective things again. <laughs> and, and well, yeah. I mean, there's some people that believe that a dream is it means something, and some people that dream, yeah, uh, they they feel like it's just your your mind's way of your brain's way of keeping up while you're resting. I think that's yeah. Well, don't they say that people? I mean, it, this is more like a Nightmare on Elm Street discussion, but. Don't they say people who don't dream or like, well, people who don't sleep, obviously they right. go nuts because right. their brain doesn't have a chance to shut yeah. down and get rid of those. Like, I think, yeah, definitely thoughts. dreaming. Dreaming is very healthy, I think, yeah. for a normal person. I have a lot of dreams where. <laughs> <laughs> for a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> There's two main themes in my dreams. Yeah. Um, and I'm not to say that I don't have different ones, but there's two that are recurring. One is that I wake up and I have a full head of hair and I can like style it and I honestly, it can flow. You, you know? know what? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change that. No, not now. Not about you now. That's good to know. That's good to know. But in this, and, and I, I do dream that like I wake up and it's like, oh, I have all this thick this thick luxurious hair i can do whatever i want with it mm -hmm. we have another question i have another question for any of you that have cats out there do your cats ever go to one specific spot in one mm. specific room yeah our daughter has a cat and ever since she's gotten this cat and also this discussion is completely apropos of not the movie that we watched mm -hmm. <laughs> but, so non-apropos <laughs> yeah. so her cat comes into into the movie room, the mm -hmm. Gorehead quarters, and she will. We have these really nice built-in uh, shelving units with cabinets, and and yeah. you know it's built onto the wall. You know, it, it floor to ceiling, ten and, foot high. And you know they weren't original to the house. I don't. Well, no, they were not original not to the house. But the cat will go to one specific cabinet on the on the on the ground and she'll just sit there and stare at it and then she will go into the closet which is right next to this the these cabinets and shelves and meow. she will meow and look at the wall now i know cats are weird so that's the other question that we have do your cats ever do just mysterious stuff like that um it's it's a specific spot <laughs> and it's like the middle of where we have our tv where we do we watch our screen our movies right and she'll try to get into those cupboards and she'll walk across the top and she'll walk across you know like the, the shelves on the top sometimes yeah and she'll just want to get back there and then um recently we saw her go into the closet that's right next to it which is <laughs> it's it's a freaky looking closet and i it's, mean yeah it's really small yeah um and she looked towards this one side of the closet, and she just, like... Stares. She, yeah, yeah. Like, she and sees something in there. Sniffs around. It, yeah, it's creepy. So. Every time she comes <laughs> into this room, that's exactly where she goes. Either in the cupboards, the cabinets, trying to get behind, and it's the middle cabinet. And our dogs don't do it. No, 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 no. 
Our dogs yeah. don't go over It's that. just the cat. So. Yeah. We know cats are weird. But, again, <laughs> if you have cats, we would like to know if your cats do anything weird like that. It's just weird. Please, message us on Instagram. Let us know. Are your cats weird like that? Uh, <laughs> okay. After a half hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the movie we watched was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It does score an 8.7 on IMDb and a 4.4 on Letterboxd, which is pretty high. On both 4.4 out of 5? 4.4 out of 5, there yes. Uh, on Letterboxd. Okay, obviously, it stars... There's a whole slew of people. I mean, Jack Nicholson, Christopher Lloyd, the voice of Chucky, Brad mm-hmm. Dorff, Nurse Ratched, who, whatever her name is. But a whole slew... Danny DeVito's in this Danny movie. Danny DeVito. There's the guy the um from Ghost. Get off my train! Yeah, the subway um, guy from Ghost, yeah. And so, the yeah. Very high uh, cast, you know, cast list. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so... Jack Nicholson stars as Randall Patrick McMurphy, who will be uh, henceforth known as just Mac. He arrives at an institution. He meets Chief and Billy. Chief is this really big indigenous American, Native American gentleman. Uh, he's like, I gotta be damn near six yeah, foot he's seven. He's tall. He's a um, big guy. And then Billy, who is Brad Dorf. Billy's kind of a. I don't want to say he's slower or like mentally challenged, but he does have a stutter. Yeah. He probably would be considered on the spectrum. On the spe- yeah, 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 at, yeah, for you sure. You know, these days. So, but, you know, Billy's like a nice guy. Chief doesn't talk, doesn't talk at all. Mac ends up talking to Spivey, who is another character. And he is, or I'm sorry, Spivey is the doctor, the, the head doctor over the, the entire institution. And Mac discovers that he's there because the jail thinks he's faking being nuts. Um, earlier, we said that Mac was in the in jail for statutory rape. Uh, the people in the jail thought that he was faking being crazy, so they sent him to the institution to get evaluated and to you know just see if he should either be institutionalized or if he should stay or go back to jail. Obviously. Nurse Ratched. Everybody knows who Nurse Ratched is. Mm-hmm. Even if you haven't seen this movie, you got to know who Nurse Ratched is. Uh, that's that's my point. Is the fact that it's it's a drama, right? A movie, a drama yeah. movie. But you have the stigma of this Nurse Ratched right. as being like this horror, horrible, evil. She's nurse. A, an evil woman. Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, she's just like... I just had to bring that. She's condescending. She's like, just... She she looks down on all the gentlemen in the... In the... In the, uh, yeah, in very, the institution. Very condescending. Very... Uh, yeah. Yeah. We know someone like that. Shall remain nameless. Hey, guys. Matt coming at you from the real drunks. Hey, if you're in a movies, booze, craft beers, and just shooting the shit with your friends... Join myself, Jake, and Alyssa on The Real Drunks on the Deluxe Edition Network and anywhere you get your podcast from. That's The Real Drunks, R-E-E-L, The Real Drunks. Check us out. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, everybody knows who Nurse Ratchet is. Everyone knows who thing. Nurse Ratchet is. And I think, do you think they named her that? Because, like, Ratchet, Ratchet, 
Oh, Kevin, I I don't baby. think it's any con- <laughs> it's any coincidence that they named her that. No. Okay. So Mac tries to teach Chief basketball. Um, and again, you know, Chief is this giant Native American Native American dude. Like he's got to be six foot seven at least. Yeah, big dude. Doesn't talk. Tries to teach him how to play basketball. Doesn't get him to play. Ends up playing poker with the rest of the guys. Taking all their money, taking their cigarettes, you know, and because I don't think Mac is genuinely cuckoo. No, I think no, he's, he's not. You can tell he's not. Uh, he's he's a smart kind of manipulative guy. Um, he's you know, just quirky. He, he is quirky. But he's quirky, like, but but he has kind of like you could tell you could tell by like watching his character that he could pretend that he was. I mean, you've been doing it for. 29 years. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was pretending. <laughs> you pretend that you pretend you're normal. <laughs> That's right. I <laughs> so I really do. But uh so <laughs> it just so happens to be that that the time that Mac goes into the the institution that's right around the World Series. Mm-hmm. He wants to watch the World Series and he 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 approaches Nurse Ratchet and he says, "Listen, how about if we change things up here? You know, it's always the news that's on TV or it's always like some, you know, like Lawrence Welk or some shit like that. And he says, I want to watch the, 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 uh, the world series. So let's put this to a vote. You know, one guy puts his hand up, two guy puts his hands up. You need majority rules, obviously. Cause you know, it's a group therapy setting and like three guys put their hands up. So Matt gets all pissed off. Obviously, you know, it doesn't go his way. We're in group therapy again, and apparently Billy has been institutionalized because he had committed suicide a couple times after... He didn't commit suicide, he attempted. He attempted to commit suicide a couple times after supposed his love interest uh, requited... What's the word? Requited? Requited? Requited love? Requited? I don't know what you're trying to say. Okay, so the girls that he liked didn't like him back. Requited love. I don't know, whatever the word is. So he ended up, he, he tried to c- commit suicide, or he attempted suicide. Um, they discuss all that. They put up another vote for, and this is like the next day. They put up another vote for the World Series, and... Uh, they just want to watch, they just want to watch a baseball game. Well, they do. They, I mean, They just want to feel you know, normal and watch a baseball game, like Well, Mac does for else. sure. Yeah. Um, they do another vote. It's nine to nine. Nurse Ratchet does not allow the vote to pass because it has to be majority rules. Yeah. But like everybody on the ward has to. Yeah, like seven of the eighteen guys I, are. Yeah, she's just being a she's being a stickler bitch. <laughs> so Mac gets pissed off. He punches out a window. Well, of course he is. Yeah. And you know I don't know. It, it, this is just. This is also it's very poignant in the movie for me mm-hmm. in that you learn that a lot of the people that he's on the word with are there voluntarily right and that's a big blow well right because he was put there for a reason right and he thinks that everybody else is there under like not under their own will right they were admitted yeah, uh, yeah. against their wishes so um, he's sticking up for you know the underdog he's like we're all here we we don't want to be here you know everybody you know 
speak your voice. You want to see this? <laughs> you want to see this World Series? Which is what I don't understand because all these guys like Mac, mm-hmm. but and and even though they're there voluntarily, well, he's infectious. He's he 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 can find a way to like get into everybody's. I don't want to say psyche because that's, that's well, not like, not their psyche, but he plays to their yeah. He compatibility. He, he kind of riles them all up. He gets them all motivated to to go with him. Right. Um. It's kind of depressing because. You know, I mean, Mac is there. He did again, like Nancy said, he's there. He's not there voluntarily, but everybody else is. Right. And but he, he thinks that he thinks that he has to be not of sound mind, like part of the group. Right. 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 Part of the the loonies. Yeah. As as part <laughs> of his. Yeah. This is part of his like uh, I don't know sentence that he has to be there. I think so. I, I mean, it would be a sentence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lot different now. It's very different now. What um, they would do, but yeah. So the vote again does not go his way. He decides to do a play-by-play on his own, and the guys in his head, very creative, like looking at at the the he, TV screen. There's nothing there. Right, he's, right, he's, right. He's working out the whole World Series in his head, and he's talking about it like so and so's going, you know, over this. He went yacht on that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the guys start joining in and they're having a good time. They're laughing, they're cheering, they're clapping and everything. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, this nurse ratchet just comes and totally completely deflates the party yeah. again, being just a total bitch. Yeah, just being a complete buzzkill for so, everybody. So Mac goes for an evaluation, uh, with Dr. Spivey and he's complaining to Spivey about how nurse ratchet is just being an uber bitch. Yeah, she's just being a bitch. Yeah, like, she's trying to, like, just... But the way uh, she talks, the way she talks in the movie is, like, she's trying to be, like, straightforward and as, like, a... Well, she's, like, a by-the-book kind uh, of person. Right, But she right. just, like, she doesn't... There's no compassion, even though she's a nurse right. in a mental institution. Yeah, and if you're working... If you're working with people in a mental institution, you have to have kind of, like, a... Some kind of some kind of empathy, yeah, yeah, with them, and she has nothing Mm-mm. like empathy or sympathy, nothing like that it for any of them. Empathy or sympathy, right? So Mac decides he's going to break out. He ends up getting out. He steals a bus. He charters a boat, and he's got a whole group of these guys with him. Uh, excuse me. He's got a pause. So Mac charters this fishing boat. He takes out all the guys with him. He he stole the bus. He charters, a, or charters, charters in quotations, a boat. He takes them all out of the ocean and he goes fishing with them. Uh, obviously, because he's a mental, or a mental patient, or a, I don't know what you'd call it, a institutionalized patient, he... And I, feel, I kind of feel like at this point, um, he feels like he can get away with it. Because, I think he does. Yeah. Because he, he's, because he's not quite playing by the rules, right? Right, and he, and he can always blame that on the fact that he's you know quote unquote crazy cuckoo. Yeah, right. So he gets these guys out of the boat. The coast guard is called. They come and they capture him up, bring him back into the uh, into shore. Mac, and this is the point where Mac learns that pretty much everybody on the ward is there voluntarily, uh, which we brought up previously. He is so disappointed that they're not there. 
against their will because well, he's like flabbergasted well, at yeah, that. Yeah, of course it's going to bring him down. It's going to be all like, "What the hell are? Why are you here voluntarily?" <laughs> well, like one guy was there because his wife didn't love him, so he felt completely well, right, just deflated. And what what year was this supposed to be? Oh, that I don't know. I feel like at that point in time, a lot of the reasons that the people uh, were there, like impatient voluntarily, mm-hmm. were things that at that point in time would have been considered. I mean, there was a time where you could be like admitted into a, a mental institution for just like cracking your neck. Well, yeah. And and uh, <laughs> I, I, I've heard, I mean, even members of my own family back <sighs> in the day, even suffering from like depression from living with you know somebody with alcoholism Mm -hmm. you know that could put you into a mental institution if being depressed being sad could put you into a mental institution back then there was any number of things yeah yeah. i mean they would like idiocy they called it you Mm -hmm. could you could be which is basically just being like flighty yeah there was a lot of reasons that that you could be impatient at one of these places. Masturbating too much. Um, <laughs> that's on you, but... <laughs> but, so, but still, no. I mean... Yeah, there was any number of things like back in the day that you could be institutionalized right, right, for. Right. Um, Chesnick, one of the characters, really, really, really wants his smokes, and he's having a fit. Um, Mac... Chief and Chez end up getting pulled out for electroshock therapy. And, I mean, essentially, I mean, it's just what it sounds like. You put two electro, uh, Mm -hmm. what, charges on your head. Right. Bite down on a piece of rubber, and they basically try and zap the evil out of you. Right. Or zap the crazy out of you. They, They try to zap the odd thoughts out of your brain. Like, if they do that, you're going to come back. Being like a member, a, a upright a, a member of the community. Yeah. <laughs> so Chez and Chief come back, and they're all sitting again in the group. And Mac comes back last, and he's he's kind of faking them out. Like he comes back and he's stumbling, and he's you know he's walking and he's like looking like he's all catatonic and everything. Kind of walking, he's got a little bit of drool coming out of the side of his mouth and everything. And you know it's just a fake out. Um. Nurse Ratchet leaves for the night at this point, and Mac calls Candy, who I guess was one of his like girlfriends on the outside. Mm-hmm. He says, hey, listen, you need to come down here, you need to bring some booze, and you need... Yeah, you we're going to party. We're going to have a party, yeah. but when the party's over, I want to get the fuck out of here. So, Candy comes. Which is kind of sweet. I mean, he wants to like let the guys there that he's made friends with, he wants to let them experience... A little bit of a little like, bit of normalcy. A little bit of the outside. Right, again. right, yeah. right. And after Which I guess doesn't make sense though, because they are there voluntarily. Yeah, but at this point, because he wants to do that, you know that he has empathy for these people. He does, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But but what I I guess what I don't understand is if these people can leave voluntarily, like and I think they're just afraid to. Because he but he knows it. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, that goes to the whole retirement thing. Like, your dad was afraid to retire. Mm-hmm. 
Because well, you, he had worked for so exactly. long. Exactly. You get institutionalized. You you get into this pattern, this routine. And if anything disrupts that routine, it can be devastating to some people. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So and he worked he worked for Fords for fifty years, over fifty years. It was damn near yeah. I think it was fifty five yeah. at least. And it's hard when you go from working I mean Ford's was his other I guess you could say it was a, his other wife mm-hmm. you know and that's what he knew that's what he was used to yeah you know and oh, yeah. when that's taken away from you and it was taken away from my dad right around the time that my mom passed away right that's like two major things in your life that was taken away from you all at the same time yeah. And that can be devastating. That was a big change. Yeah, and I get that. He did find somebody else, though. Well, yeah, he Kinda, did. Sorta. Yeah, Actually, the women found him, I should say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well. <laughs> Your dad was a Mac in the <laughs> He in was the my home. dad, so of course he's going to be all, like, you know, sexy like me. <laughs> we have that intrinsic sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> so, the entire group. Ends up getting hammered, completely hammered. And Scatman Carruthers is actually like the night watchman yeah, for the group. And you just, you're just all like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. They just get to act like what they want. They get to drink. They get to dance. They get to party. They had a blast. You know, they were they were shotgunning beers. They mm-hmm. were they were doing um something. What, what, they were like doing the funnel. They yeah, were yeah. Do, using a funnel on, on a couple guys. They were doing things that they never would have done if Mac had not have been put there. <laughs> right. You know? They were used to being, like, sedentary. Just sitting there, just, you know. Oh, right. Like, I mean, they like would, they're wackos that don't know what they want. But... They would play games or they would right, play cards. Right. right, and Mac made them understand that this was fun. Yeah. And I thought that was very poignant for them, you know, because... I think deep down inside, Mac is really, even though he, I mean, you know. I think he does have empathy for these people. Well, he made the mistake. He he did the statutory rape. And then he was institutionalized. But I think deep down, Mac is really like, he's got a heart. Right. And he sees these people and he he knows that deep down inside them that they want to be normal. Or at least they want to have a taste of being normal. Right. Yes, exactly. And so... After the party, Billy kind of has a crush on the, on Mac's girlfriend, Candy. Well, not kind of. He does. Definitely has a crush on Candy. Mm-hmm. And again, Billy is played by Brad Dorf. And he, uh, Mac kind of arranges it for Candy and Billy to go into a, an empty bedroom or an empty room with mm-hmm. a bed. And whatever they do, we don't know for sure if they end up having sex, but they right. they wake up in the morning and Nurse Ratchet comes in. And, and we know that is, we, I, I'm sorry, I, sh- I shouldn't cut you off. I was going to say, she is pissed because I, everybody's completely sloshed and passed out and there's shit all over the, the like, common area. The ward, yeah. yeah. I, I, he, we already know that his fault i guess his reason for being there is that he fell for somebody and it devastated him billy you mean right yeah and we know this going in and so now mac has made it so that he can be with a woman yes and mac's not a psychiatrist he doesn't know what could happen you know because 
No, I, I he think just he wants was, to see Billy happy. Yeah, he you was know? trying to make Billy happy. Right, right. I mean, he kind of knew the backstory, but I don't think I don't think he knew the depth of what was going on in Billy's right. mind. I think I think that his empathy for the people on the ward um, kind of got in the way of what could the outcome that could possibly happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, again, Nurse Matchard comes in. Everybody's completely just like absolutely blotto. There's a huge mess on the floor. There's a huge mess in the in the ward, the common area, or whatever. And the Billy, day room, the, the day room, the <laughs> the common room. Yeah. Um. Billy wakes up. Candy wakes up. Billy comes out, and Nurse Ratchet basically tells him like, "Oh, hey, listen, I was friends, or yeah. I'm friends with your mom. <sighs> your mother would be bitch. so disappointed yeah. in what you you know what you had done. And yeah, and, I'm gonna tell your mom what you did. Uh, and... I mean, just Again, no compassion whatsoever. And oh my gosh. The, I'm... Nancy, okay, Nancy really has the feels for Billy. No. And not not because she finds him attractive or anything like that, but he looks like our nephew, very much like our nephew. But so Nurse Ratchet pulls this bullshit on Billy, threatening to tell his mom, threatening to get him in trouble, threatening all this bull, you know, just, Fucking garbage. Being a total bitch. I'm watching this, and I'm starting to get tears in my eyes. Of course, you didn't see <laughs> this last time. I mean, you know, when I watch this, it, it gets me. Oh, it gets her, yeah. But I'm watching this, and I'm, I'm getting tears in my eyes again just because, oh my gosh, it's just it just hits so... It, yeah, I mean, yeah. He yeah. looks just like him. So, Nurse Ratchet puts Billy into Dr. Spivey's office. And she's like, okay, you you get over here. We're going to get all this mess cleaned up. We're going to take care of all this crap. I'll deal with you later. And at some point, somebody goes into Spivey's office. And unfortunately, Billy had taken a vase that was on Dr. Spivey's desk, broke it, and used the piece of uh, glass or whatever, ceramic, and cut his neck, killed himself. Because um, the thought of his mom finding out that of what he had done had been it just completely deflated oh, him. Right. So Mac, knowing that Nurse Ratchet had put him in there and threatened all this crap on Billy, gets completely pissed off. Goes, strangles, or tries to strangle uh, Nurse Ratchet to death. Mac goes oh, and away. And we're all kind of hoping that that he succeeds. Oh yeah. Well, she's just such a rotten. You don't go. You. That's not a job. If you're a nurse. That's not where you go if she that's just, how your personality is. You have to be a special kind of nurse. And I give a lot of nurses credit. Well, it's like we said in the last episode. You wanted to be a nurse, but you, you don't think you could have dealt with like the I couldn't death have, part yeah, of it. Yeah, I couldn't have dealt with, with the negative part of it. But mm. I, I have I feel like I have a lot of empathy for right. people and a lot of sympathy for people. And if I was going to be a nurse, I... I feel like I would have been a really good nurse, but I don't feel like in my heart I would have been able to deal with, you the, know. The pain of loss. Right, right, right. Yeah. So Mac goes away again for the electroshock therapy, and this time it's more extended. He gets it repeatedly over and over and over again. He comes back, and basically he's just a shell of his former self. He's laying in bed, and... A vegetable. A, yes, a vegetable. They they like shocked him so much that he's just completely like dead Whacked to the outside out. yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so Mac is, is, and actually what they end up doing is giving him a lobotomy. He comes back and he's got two scars on his forehead, one on the left, one on the right. And what they ended up doing was giving a, uh, giving him a lobotomy to completely just change his, uh, mannerisms and his personality and everything like yeah, that. Basically back then they thought that they were just going to fix him that way. Well, right. Yeah. And, and, and. I mean, obviously, it, it just made him catatonic, like basically a a, a walking vegetable. Right, right. Um, Nothing like he used to be. No, because he was fun originally. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, they ruined him. Um. So Chief comes over to him, and he's like, "Okay, you know." And at this point, Chief is actually talking. So it- Chief says, "You know, like, listen, I'm gonna, we're gonna get out of here now." You know, he's whispering to Mac in bed. And Mac's just laying there. He's like staring at the ceiling, not at, saying a word yeah, or doing anything. At this anything. point, Mac and Chief had had, they kind of got an understanding because when he first got there, Chief was a mute. Right. And throughout voluntarily, the time. Voluntarily. Right, voluntarily. And then throughout the time that Mac was there, Chief kind of unveiled that he was not a mute. Well, right, because I don't think anybody had talked to Ma- right. to Chief at this point. Right, and, right. And Mac was like, you know, hey, let's let, you know, let's play basketball. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's do that. So nobody kind of opened him up. Yeah. And anybody, anybody that's an introvert will will testify that when <laughs> that's like a, that's a severe introvert. Right. Well, you're an, <laughs> when you're an introvert, you need if you're gonna like put yourself out there, you're gonna need somebody that's gonna be all like. You know, it's going to help get, you do let's that. Let's get you out of your shell. Right, right, right. right. So uh, Chief comes over to Mac and he says, you know, come on, let's let's get out of here finally. Let's. We've decided, or I've decided, we're going to go. Mm-hmm. It's time to go. Uh, Mac doesn't say a word, doesn't blink, doesn't. It's just, like drooling. Yeah, like doesn't do a thing. It's and so Chief is like, okay, you know, they've completely ruined you, yeah. so I'm going to help you out. He I'm going to give you what, what you need. He ends up smothering Mac with a pillow. Mac is dead. Chief picks up this giant, I don't even know what the hell you would call it. Like It's like a water fountain, like with yeah, a spray or something. Was, it was as for the, like the, because they used to have it uh, in sanitariums. They had, they'd have baths that you would. Like I, a soaking room or something. Right, right. Yeah. And, um. And there was, I, I in this place, apparently, there was, like, a base that had all of the nozzles and all the apparatus to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to give the baths and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the things at the very beginning that, that Max said, I can lift this up and, <laughs> you know, whatever. Anyway, he couldn't do it. Failed miserably. Yeah. And, and Chief was like, this is. This is something that he wanted to do, so I'm gonna do it. So he picks up this giant thing. It's like a metal. It's a marble, marble, marble pedestal, marble pedestal with all this plumbing and yeah. He picks it up, chucks it out the window. Chief hops out the window and runs off into the sunset, and then the credits roll. So again, is it horror? Maybe not to everybody, but you can probably totally see how to some people this would be. I think that everybody on the face of the planet at some point is going to identify with somebody in this movie. Well, there's a lot of characters in this movie. Yeah. And and not only characters, but they have all like separate characteristics. Yeah. We're just going to get right to the point. Obviously, I mean, well, I, 
Well, with the exception of one point. So, what's your score? What What's your gore score? Gore score? Um, hmm. I was absolutely devastated um, when Billy committed suicide. Right. I give that an eight because it got me just. Okay, but is that an emotional gore score or is that like a, a well, you, cinematic you, gore score? You kind of feel that shard go through him. <laughs> okay. You know. All right. And if a movie if a movie does that to you and makes you feel that yourself, I mean, obviously not actually feel it, but like, yeah, it touches you like that. That's that's pretty powerful. Like a sex slave. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> Never mind. Touches <laughs> you like a sex slave. Okay. So okay. So you're putting this eight on the gore score just an because eight. of that one scene. But that's because you have an emotional attachment to that character because he looks like our nephew. Well, right. But does no, not just because it looks like well, it I think even if he didn't, that would be very for me, I would be very emotional about that. Right. Just because he was so happy because, you know, he had his time with Candy and it, it was just for me watching it, I mean, you just it it was just horrible. It got you in the in the cockles. Right, right. So <laughs> Aside from any kind of like, um, any kind of like internal, yeah, um, it really it it would be an eight. Okay, just All because right. I, it it just it it touched me to the point where I could feel that that pain. All right, okay, and then your overall overall for uh my overall gore score. No, for your overall score. Um, it was an eight. An eight and an eight. An eight and an eight. Yeah. Okay. This See, movie, it just, it just touched me, and it got me where it touched those parts in me that just <laughs> the emotional parts. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, okay, for the gore score, I'm gonna put this only on a two. I feel the sympathy for for Billy. He does, he does. However, on on in in the realism, yes. Or well, <sighs> don't you have a heart? But okay, it's. An emotional scene, but I don't think it's gory. All right, but so, can I can I just say that this is one just one of those movies that <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not like like Puppet Master where you know oh you stick the thing down dead body and whatever. Okay, but I am not allowed to criticize your gore score. All right, okay, all right, you go ahead. In terms of realism, okay, somebody. Cutting their throat with a piece of with a shard of glass or ceramic is realistic. However, it is not a very gory scene. Okay, now there, I understand the ties that you have to our nephew. It's and, not just to the you, nephew. It's not just. It's just not to the nephew. It it has a lot to do with like. But I think you. I think you are putting the emotional ties to our nephew into. That scenario, which I, is why, because, okay, here, let me give you an example. A movie like, let's say, The Hills Have Eyes, the remake. Mm -hmm. Okay. We've seen that movie, what, five, six, eight, ten times. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, in my, my thoughts, you would put that probably at an eight to a ten. For Gore Score? Yeah. Hills Have Eyes? Yeah. Uh, I feel like, have we done that one? No. 
Uh, well, I don't want to give my score because we'll probably do that one next. That's why I'm saying okay. I, I right, think you right, would put right. that at an 8 to a 10. Okay. In terms of the realism, Stay tuned. yes, that movie would be that. In terms of the realism, this movie, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, you're only talking about one scene. I think you no, are. There's, there's I think a lot you are scenes, equating. Though. I think you are not in this movie. There's only the one scene of of the blood, and that's when he that's when he offs yeah. himself or un unlives himself. I don't even know what they don't even call it suicide anymore. They call it un unliving himself or something. But anyway, so I, I'm only putting this at a two. My overall score, I would definitely, and I'm going to use your your logic on this. Would we watch this again? Hell yes. It's a good movie. It's good for laughs. It's good for cries. It's good for everything. There are parts in it that make you feel sad. There are parts in it that make you giggle. The acting is phenomenal. The storyline is phenomenal. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I would put this at a nine overall. Well, well of course. So, and of course, Jack Nicholson, he he just kind of runs away with this, this character. Well, he He's does. Like, and like you brought up while we were watching it, you could, I think you could easily see how Stanley Kubrick would take a look at Jack Nicholson's character in this movie mm-hmm. and say, hey, I want him to play the part of What's-His-Face yeah, from The Shining. If, if, I, if I'm going to cast somebody that's supposed to be crazy, I'm going to cast Jack Nicholson just from watching this movie. Right. So, yeah, I'm giving it a 2 and a 9. Nancy gives it an 8 and 8. Um... And we're done. We are Extreme Horror Replay. I am Ben. She is Nancy. We do have a Patreon. Uh, www.patreon.com forward slash XHR podcast. If you would like to get all the extras, the uncut uh, versions of this episode, no ads. We also have a Public. You can find us on Instagram at XHR underscore podcast. And if you have any like input to put towards this movie and our review towards it i would love to hear that i know there's two of you out there at least two of you that felt like this was a horror movie the other ones eh, let us know yeah. what you think of our review if you listen. wtf <laughs> you guys don't know horror you have to get down into the feels you just <laughs> yeah you don't know horror but um you go yeah, in I mean... uh you... <laughs> you go and review your uh maniac and um uh... It follows and all that crap. <laughs> this is a horror movie. We're covering the hard stuff. Yeah, when it when it comes to like emotions, this is horror and it's it's emotionally form. Yeah, it's emotionally horrible. Uh, but yeah, you can find us everywhere you listen to your podcast. I think that's about it. So I'm going to say run on all fours in your dreams, and I will turn it over to Nancy for her to say something. Fly in your dreams. Huh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just fly just fly away <laughs> <laughs> i want to fly fly like a bird <laughs> um okay yeah we'll talk to y'all later you guys have a good night and we will see you next week thank you and bye